This is Global Ambitions, your 15-minute window into the minds of localization and international go-to-market experts. Discover how they respond to their biggest challenges. Here's today's host. Hello, I'm Stephanie Harris, and I'll be your host today for this episode of Global Ambitions. Our guest today is Rebecca Ray, and she is a director and senior analyst at CSA Research. And our topic today is localization's time to shine. Rebecca, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this. We have as well. So uh, maybe before we go ahead and jump into the topic, can you tell us just a thing or two about yourself, your history? Sure. My background originally was mostly in international product marketing. So I've been in it, you know, from the days when the software developers eyes would kind of glaze over and go, oh, no, we need to do what, Rebecca? So worked with a lot of good people on that side and um, worked for several software companies in Silicon Valley and then joined CSA Research to basically tell people what to do. And if they want to listen, that's great. If they don't, they, they don't have to. But it's really given me a platform to share with people the expertise developed over the years. So that's me in a nutshell. Okay, so without further ado, let's jump right in. Mm-hmm. So localization's time to shine. What, what does that mean? And how do you see that in this day and age? Yeah, playing out. What happened was that as the pandemic shut places down and we all um, began to work from other places, we began to realize that localization teams really had a lot of expertise that they could use to support their companies, not only for for the international part, but to really be resilient because localization teams, oftentimes they've had remote teams for a long time. They work with distributed supply chains. Um, Things often change. Technology doesn't always work the way it's supposed to. And so people within localization are really used to dealing with risk and with stress and having to figure out solutions. So we found that some teams really were even being asked by their colleagues in marketing or engineering customer support and say, hey, you guys are really good at figuring this stuff out. You know, we need help moving faster. What should we be doing? And so what we did for our research was to try to help other teams who hadn't maybe seen those, you know, opportunities to say, you can reach out. People are going to be looking for help. Even your executives don't know what to do at this point. So if you have recommendations on the international side or even how processes could be changed, you know, you should speak up at this point because you have a lot of expertise because your your function is so broad and you work with so many people within the company. So that's how it dawned on us that we needed to make sure that all teams knew that they might have those opportunities within their company. Yeah. Well, it sounds like that would be just a great way to sort of reposition the localization team as thought leaders. So what do you see is the biggest challenge for these teams as they want to take that next step into leadership? What, What are some of the challenges that you've seen pop up? I think one one of the biggest ones will be simply, okay, do we have enough people to do this? Because once, obviously, other teams find out, man, okay, this, this team not only can deliver our content, but they could really help us, you know, redo our processes, or, you know, they could help us design the chatbots that we need to do that we're not sure how we're going to do them in customer support. So that's one of the big things, because some companies obviously did have to keep their budgets the same going forward. So that's a big thing. Do we have enough people in the right places to do what we need to do. I think another thing was for people to really simply have the confidence to do it, to say, mm. we know we can do this. Our, our team, we, we really know that we can. And the third thing, even though people were coming for help, was also to make sure that 
the localization team is speaking back to them in a way that they understand. So whether that is using their language to describe what's going on within their business function, or whether it's to tie it to an enterprise-wide or, or a business function initiative, those issues are really important. I think that people didn't necessarily see. And you also have to keep your eye on the business part of it mm-hmm. also. And I think you know some teams are stronger than others at doing that as well. But most teams, once they see the opportunity, can oftentimes figure out this is what we're going to do. And they also need to have executive support many times for this if they don't already. And so that it, it doesn't have to be an executive within their business function, but certainly someone to have their back in case you know they need help with funding or you know to go to a director and say, look, we really can't help you. <laughs> you know, these right. are the people you can talk to that way. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know that one of the big challenges that we've seen with our clients and with different folks who we work with is that getting the seat at the table is really hard to start out with. And you mentioned ROI and being able to show that on the business side, really knowing the Mm -hmm. business side is super important in order to Mm -hmm. make that step. What Do you have some actionable tips that you can give as far as what to present, what to do around that aspect? Mm-hmm. And in fact, we've got some research actually with that title about gaining more seats at the table. And that's, yeah, that's key. And that's always been an issue for localization teams. And I think one of the biggest things for that is to simply have the right people for the table. <laughs> you know, we're always right. saying, we need a seat, we need a seat. But oh my goodness, do we have the right person for that seat or the right people? So that's one of the things. Also, I think when people work with companies such as your own, what I, oh, even before I worked for CSA Research, I was pushing companies to say, look, you're having these languages translated or this content or this interpreting done. You know, work with that company as a partner because they have so much expertise that they can give you, uh, you know, from their from their other clients. Um, you know, so take their ideas for getting a seat at the table. One of the biggest ways to do that also is through a corporate-wide initiative, whatever that might be. Because the great thing about language is that it is a horizontal function. Actually, it's a positive and negative. From a positive point of view, it means that a localization team can literally stick its nose in anywhere because there will almost always be some connection to international there. On the other side, there's generally hardly ever, like in, you know, 0.001% of the time, will there be a C-level executive actually with any kind of responsibility for, you know, any kind of global content, unless you're a streaming company or something, it's just not going to happen. So that means that you've got to go out and find someone there to help you. But on the business side, um, what we encourage companies and we have data to support it is to really make friends within the financial function, Okay, whether that's all the way up to the CFO, you know, or whether it's a director, a chief financial officer, or whether director, that you have someone at least on a quarterly basis that you can go to talk to, not only your own numbers for your budget, but also to say, hey, what are other teams doing in the company? Are there some different ways we could measure ROI? How do we become your best friend, you know, so that you enjoy working with us? Because they oftentimes, you know, have a very holistic approach and a view to the company and will often share things that you wouldn't find out so soon. So that's one of the biggest pieces of advice we would give is make sure that those are your best friends if they're not already. (laughs) for any of this. Because if they see that you have the expertise and you're very good at what you do and you're good with your numbers, there are lots of things that financial people will do to really clear the path for you. They'll have your back, as they say. Okay. I love those people. (laughs) (laughs) They they are very awesome. They They really are. A lot of times have very good ideas and are very creative, actually, sometimes. And people don't realize that, I think. 
So maybe a a next question would be if, say, I'm a localization manager at a company, I can speak the language of localization really well. And to go out and reach to these folks in different departments with different experience, they might not know anything about localization, that can be really intimidating. So do you have any tips on what's a good method to reach out to these folks or what should I do to prepare myself to be able to speak in an intelligent manner to folks who have a very different language <laughs> sure. than I do? I think the first thing is to really understand, this is true for everyone, you know, what are the particular pains of, you know, what are they currently and what do you think they're going to be over the next 12 months? So you can go in asking those kind. I'm assuming now that you're kind of on a one-on-one with a director or VP or something, you're sitting on Zoom or in an office or in you know someplace that you could talk to someone. And so there might be ways to do some of that research first, but if not, then you ask and find out, you know, even if it has nothing to do with international, what are their two or three biggest challenges that they're really trying to handle right now? And then see if there's anything related to international or what you're doing. If there's not, there's not. But you know, 95% of the time, there is something there. If they've been willing to talk to you, they obviously know that you have something to do with international. And many times from a a localization manager's point of view, that person already have kind of a good idea of what the pains probably are, because they're already Mm -hmm. hearing from their country offices or partners, or even, you know, companies such as yours, um, to know what some of those pains are. And then you kind of just work out a plan together to see what could be done and, and who does what. And the, you know, to really focus on it that way. And I think in terms of speaking the language, so to speak, is again, to remember that a lot of times, most people really won't care about cost per word, and they'll say they care about quality, but they really don't, because they're assuming that you know how to do that, that you and your partners could deliver that stuff for them or for other parts of the company. The question will be, what are they being measured on? Mm -hmm. What are the metrics? What are their goals? What are they specifically being measured on? Not only revenue-wise, but you know other things that they're trying to do for their teams. And sometimes, depending on the, the corporate culture, the financial people will, may share some of that in a general way with mm. you as well before you go in, say, to talk to customer support. You know, obviously, there's going to be more than call reflection, you know, deflection. We know that's a big one, but there are going to be other things depending on the function you're going into. Mm-hmm. So you have to just sort of be a little bit of a detective, but most people in localization are used to asking questions and poking around. So just kind oh, of yes. need to go. Yeah. And <laughs> even and in terms of speaking the same language is to go in, if you are doing, even if it's an informal presentation or a discussion, that's where, again, financial people can kind of help you and go, hey, could I have 15 minutes? This is how I was going to speak to customer support, or this is how I you know, thought I'd present things to engineering. So even if you don't have access to people within those business functions, oftentimes the financial people, again, can give you some good feedback if you don't have those connections. Right. Okay, great. So I guess my my last question for you is more looking at the future. So in the next, say, like six months, year, is there anything that really gets you excited and you're thinking this is this is another area for localization to shine and this is something that's coming up? Anything like that? I think 
I'll, I'll give you an idea of what we're tracking at CSA Research right now. I guess one, obviously the, the biggest thing is still artificial intelligence and machine learning, not only for machine translation, but for other areas as, as things improve in terms of what that kind of technology can do. So not only how it can be applied, but ethically how it can be applied and trying to look at how different countries are doing it and then applying that you know specifically to what's going on in our industry. I think another area, I'm actually working on this right now, not quite sure why I got so interested. Maybe because I had been remote since it, since anyone was remote. I had to hide oh, my wow. child under the desk. I could not, <laughs> you know, reveal the fact that I was not at the office. So I think the whole thing about hybrid work, remote working, what does that mean by country and by culture? What influence will that have or is that having on our industry and on, on companies such as yours, as well as on mm-hmm. companies that are buying services from you? Another big area is actually security. Mm. Because with all of us in the sense of being off in all these places, what does this really mean for how we're connected and how all this stuff works from an international perspective? So that's another area that that we're really focused on. A lot of video stuff, obviously, as that continues, we're taking a look into that as, as new technology comes up there. But I will actually tell you why I'm excited, even though it's not new, <laughs> is that I hope to be working on um, something new related to software engineering and internationalization, since that's my background in, oh, in that okay. area of working on a maturity model. So again, it's not nothing new, but to really say, okay, guys, we know how this works. So let's start measuring ourselves and really getting metrics out there and seeing how we can do this across various companies. So there's a lot going on right now. There's so much going on. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So sounds really glad. very exciting on a yes. lot of fronts. <laughs> Always something for us to do. Cause I, I know that people who've known me for a long time who have nothing to do with international go, Rebecca, why are people like still listening to you? Like, didn't they listen? Like, and I go, well, some of them did, but it seems that like not everybody did. So we still have to kind of get the message out there and make it mm-hmm. as easy for companies as possible. So yeah, yeah it's still yeah. exciting. I get up every day still going, okay, what's new today? Because there's always more than one thing. It's just amazing. So it always really enjoy. is. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of your wonderful insights with us here on the podcast. Where's the best place for people to follow you? Should they follow you on LinkedIn? Should they sign up to the CSA Research Newsletter? How can people get more information? Uh, Sure. Thank you. For me personally, probably uh, on LinkedIn. I'm also on Twitter at this is terrible, but I did it in the early days, globalization diva, D-I-V-A, <laughs> so they can follow me there. And yes, they can go up simply to csaresearch.com and they can sign up for the newsletter and whatever else they'd like, the blog and stuff. So thank you. Yeah, for Perfect. sure. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you again. All right. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Global Ambitions. Subscribe at globalambitions.net or wherever you get your podcasts.